Hello and welcome to That One Idea, a podcast series chronicling early stage founder journeys brought to you by Waterbridge Ventures. Through this podcast series, we hope to bring out the founder moments and journeys that lead them to starting up. We highlight the humans behind the founders as they blitz through the zero to one scale journey and transition their ideas into scale-worthy businesses. These conversations reveal the unique spirit and talent of these incredible founders as they share their vision of who they are and what they're building. This is Ashish Jain in conversation with Sankal, Mohit and Nitin, co-founders of Pawan. As young IIT Delhi graduates, they are leaning upon thousands of years of well-researched Indian knowledge systems to extract valuable lessons on how to solve our modern day-to-day problems and lead a better life. Hello Sankalp, Mohit and Nitin and welcome to this podcast. All of you looking super charged up and hopefully excited too, correct? Definitely Ashish, we're super excited to be here and thank you so much for having this conversation with us. Glad to be here Ashish, super excited. Chalo, great, great. So let's start. So Sankalp and Mohit, you are batchmates and Nitin, you are a year junior. How has the evolution been from being college friends to being co-founders? I think uh, Ashish, I have known Mohit for quite some time now. I interacted with Mohit first in my third year and I was looking for some ideas where we could start up and fortunately we zeroed in on something called Ranapi. So Mohit and I, we actually started a business together in our final year, which which is similar to Dunzo what we see today. So we ran that business for almost a year, raised a small uh, round, scaled our operations to 70 to 100 orders a day and then we were in the market to raise funds and realized that we are still in college and there was definitely some lack of experience also but also it was getting difficult for us to raise capital at that point in time and while being in college we decided that it was a great experience learning experience and we got a first-hand experience of actually seeing how to run a business how to think of running a business as well. So we decided that we it's time for us to take a step back and maybe get more experience and work with more seasoned founders to see how a business is built and then maybe take another jab at entrepreneurship maybe slightly later in our life. So then post Mohit went ahead and started working with India Question, which is an early stage venture capital fund. I joined an early stage startup called MyHQ, which was in the business of co-working spaces. And I think Sankalp and Mohit are Batman, so Sankalp can tell you more about his story. With I knew Sankalp back in college, but it was more like we used to discover. I went to Mohit's hostel for discussing the business. Then I met Sankalp and we had a few interactions at that point in time. So it was more like an acquaintance. We knew each other, but Mohit and Sankalp were more close. So Mohit and Sankalp, did you rag Nathan into joining Pavan? <laughs> Almost (laughs) Ashish. Okay. But yeah, Ashish, I think the good thing is that given that, you know, Mohit and I both were in the same hostel starting our first years and being together for four years in the same thing, we knew each other inside out and the comfort that we have in terms of sharing of thoughts and ideas, that is a real, real plus point for us while we're building the business together. And it definitely saves a lot of time in the initial phases of the business when you get to know each other. So that process was pretty, pretty, was made much simpler for us. So that helped for the benefit of the business as well. Yeah. Mohit, anything from you? Yes, yes. And then one thing we realized that being co-founders is very, very important. Like you have to know somebody. It's not just a quality that 
matters along with quality you have to have trust in the person that he will stay with you for the long term will swim tides whether in the positive or in the uh, hard times so all of those things that comfort came because we have a long history of knowing each other nitin and sank though they independently did not knew each other but i was kind of an anchor in between like we used to interact with sankar and ideas and the same idea i used to pitch with nitin also so that is where we all club together and find out that this is a place this is an entity that we all are very bullish about and we love to go and build something there so when friends start working together you know things can really go positive they can go negative as well but like knowing each other too well mm-hmm. is that a plus or, or does it also have a downside like you become too predictable you know okay this is how this guy is going to re- react or respond and therefore you just don't bring that up so ashish i think <clears throat> obviously there's a plus point there and as cliche as it sounds being co-founders <laughs> running a business together is actually like marriage matlab we i personally spend more time with them than my, with my wife right <laughs> honestly so and 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 there's another thing that while running a business as obviously it's a business so there would definitely be ups and downs so there are a lot of things there are a lot of emotions that we founders have to go together and these are necessarily days or emotions that we might or might not be able to share with us maybe our friends or even family so to have that bonding to be to know each other for that long it makes it slightly easier for us to share that feeling to go through that ups and downs and still maybe push each other when the when the chips are down so that becomes very important what is most important between the founders i think is to understand each other that that frequency match is very important and also a mutual respect and the right mix of collaboration along with freedom so i think that becomes very easy when you know the person for the person who they are right and from a skill set standpoint i think the skills we've done a lot of consulting prep in our colleges so there's a world called misi mutually exclusive collectively exhaustive so i think for startup founders i think that is very important the skills should be misi so three young people graduating from iit delhi and getting associated with extracting learnings from ancient wisdom does not seem too obvious what attracted you towards this space and convinced that a business can be built on the top <laughs> that's very interesting ashish so i believe that you know coming especially from an engineering background we've always been trained to think in terms of questioning everything that's happening around you and those questions is what led us here and i believe that anyone who's actually observing things in nature would really really find the space of ancient knowledge extremely interesting given it is purely scientific the knowledge has been gathered over centuries in our culture and that is what has made it into the way of life that we are now exploring and trying to take it to the people and take it to the masses so when we actually figured that there are so many things in our ancient knowledge that not only relates to say spirituality or is mystical but these are things that can actually be applied in our day to day lives and something that people deal with on a regular basis it is actually very helpful for them to learn these things and apply to their day to day activities be it eating be it your relationships be it self development be it your business or careers that you're working towards so the business idea that we thought about essentially is bringing out these values and becoming a companion for people and translating this knowledge which seems very distant for our generation right now and making it extremely usable and something that's very easy to follow for people okay and mohit how do you see this 
how did you how do you kind of what are your thoughts so these solutions that we talk about are actually primarily derived from our human behavior something that we feel day to day so these are not something which are force fitted into your behavior it is something the feelings are very natural when i see a man in pain and the feeling of sadness that comes into my mind is what our scriptures also talk about so all the solutions that we are trying to bring out will actually revolve around the human natural behaviors and instincts and these are something what makes it very effective and sustainable so that it is very easy for people to follow and bring it into their life yeah that's true and and nitin do you think like are there any past life experiences for the three of you which you know make you naturally attracted towards the space or how do you relate to the space so ashish for me i i come from a super religious banya family right so i have seen these experience more from the religious practices standpoint happening in my family so as i grew up i joined college i started questioning everything and then i started realizing that the practices that i've seen all my life during my childhood what is the real essence the real idea behind it if we remove the practices part of it what is the science behind it right say for example people people put tikas on their mind on in on their face on their head right so i used to question why do you put this what is the significance of this and then when you dive deeper you understand that in earlier days people used to put chandan tikas right and it actually calms your chakra which is present between your forehead which keeps your body less stressed and more focused so these are things i think that has helped me for me personally from a lifestyle standpoint one thing that has really helped me is is the way i treat food and diet and what i used to treat it earlier and how i see it today right like before i used to combine a lot of food items right so maybe i used to have tea with my with my lunch or dinner or maybe if i am having curd i also used to have tea with it and then when i started reading more about it from an ayurvedic standpoint how does different food items impact your body and what are the items that you should take that impact you so it really helped me and it really solved a lot of issues that i, I used to have from a gut or a diet standpoint then i realized that oh all of this has already been written there right and it is just a matter of time and it is just on us that do we want to dive deep and actually see that how can we apply this in the real life okay but but people often confuse ancient indian text with just spirituality what do you guys think is the difference and what is the true expanse of the ancient indian text how well researched is this text and does it provide a solid foundation for a potentially large business right so ashish, ashish i think the first thing which people confuse about is that this about that spirituality is extremely mystical it is something that exists in either stories or it relates to some superpowers but when we look at it closely a very simple example in real life for example is that when we study physics the first thing that we learn is the electron model right that one revolves around the proton and eventually as we progress we come to quantum models now suppose if we do not accept the first bit that the standard model existed we would never be able to get to the next part of it which is the actual shapes of the energy levels so there is some a little conviction that is needed to go forward and again that conviction is not something that is out of the world a very simple example is that say our texts say that rigra which is a very core concept in majority of the philosophies beat yog sutras or beat jain philosophy which essentially means minimalism or not gathering now everyone 
in the modern world has also started following right because we know that as and when we gather more and more things our greed starts growing there is a lot of effort that is also required to maintain the things that we possess and it also leads to a lot of mental stress issues but these are things that have been present in the scriptures for centuries and people actually followed that lifestyle so if you look at these smaller principles we actually understand that these were things that are essential to your being essential to the calmness or stability of your mind your health and not just for yourself it also helps build a very sustainable society around you so when we actually enter these we start to understand all the scientific experiences all the detailing that has been done in all aspects to quote another example as nitin was mentioning in terms of ayurveda if you look at the depth at which experiments have been done you will find that you know the time for which you boil water actually creates different properties and can have different impacts on your body so water heated for 10 minutes has treats a different disease water heated for 30 minutes treats a completely different disease and these are things that you actually experiment and you can see so these are not this is not mysticism or this is not something that has just been written out of the blue these are experiments that have been done over ages and ages and it's so much more deeper than a lot of the things that we currently know through science and even about science if we talk 96% of the universe is still unknown right we just aware of the 4 4% that is visible to us the rest of it is dark matter dark energy and modern and the greatest scientists have accepted this fact so as albert einstein says that the basic laws of universe are very simple but we are not able to perceive them because our senses are limited so we just need to accept the fact that we we are not capable of infinite perception as yet so there's no harm in accepting things and waiting for things to be known in time so i would just suggest that you know we have to be we have to keep our thoughts open our perspective should be open and we actually have to be scientific enough to be able to understand these texts and scriptures and, and uh, when you you know at times what happens uh, and nitin and mohit you can chime into this as well that you know theoretically this what sankalp is saying is so valid so rational you know but when it comes to building you know to use this as a startup idea and to go ahead and put all your energies and time in building a business on top of this how does that how do these two things combine because you know one business is actually run on solid commercial concepts and what you guys are doing at times people may say no it is sounding too purest but it cannot be a business <coughs> so one thing that we can all agree on is that we all have problems right big or small and all our lives we have been looking for solutions to these problems at one end there's zero cost solution say available from our immediate friends and family right we reach out and we always have that intellectual friend or maybe that super experienced uncle that we can discuss our problems with but the problem with that is that it is still limited and it is less reliable because most of it is experience driven then then at the other end of the spectrum there's very expert led solutions say psychologists right but the problem with it is they are expensive they are inaccessible and then there are a lot of spiritual gurus and motivational speakers who are effectively doing the same thing helping us steer our life in the right direction right and another important thing that we should look at is that the problems do not have to be significant a lot of smaller problems can impact our life negatively and with time they can compound to become bigger problems right so there's enough evidence that there is problems in the society and intervention is required at the right time 
right now let's look at how are people looking for these solution where are they looking for these solutions so apart from the offline channel the major source for say looking at solutions or wisdom related to self improvement or maybe life or relationship is youtube okay and youtube like any other industry because this is something which is so huge and impacts the life of almost everybody so youtube is exactly not made for this and there needs to be a verticalization in this space and we have enough and more examples from other industry where this has happened say be in terms of ed tech or education where vedantu and say physics wala have maybe they have spent out of youtube and created a different product or different company just to address this problem then there's a loco in gaming so because the platform youtube as a platform is not meant for this so a verticalization is required in this space there are a lot of problems with youtube as a channel so the platform is horizontal and it is not optimized for this particular problem or category and youtube in general is optimized for clicks and views so there's a lot of clickbaitiness on the platform and it is not meant for surfacing the right solution or the effective solution which can satisfy the needs of the users being a ugc platform there are no checks and balances and there's no credibility on the information that is being shared and because we are dealing with real people and real problems that can impact their lives so we cannot go wrong at such places and if we look at it not just for there are a lot of people who have deep insights and knowledge of ancient wisdom and how can it impact the life of people in a positive way and even for them youtube is not a very good platform right they are competing with a larger categories like entertainment comedy fashion lifestyle and at the same time there are not enough monetization opportunities for it. so there is definitely a need for a product like power which can act as a guide of sort helping people at every step in their life no matter how big or how small the problem is and if if a platform who can use this ancient wisdom which is a very sustainable and a long lasting way of living life the bhartiya way of life i think the wisdom rooted there is something that can impact our life and is something which can in harmony with say there's no word like collateral damage in indic philosophy right everything is in harmony with one another so that knowledge i think we are very bullish and we are very confident that that is the right way to live life and a, a product or a solution like pawan is needed especially in the modern times where the problems have become even more complex say there's a lot of news going around related to layoffs right and people are very vulnerable and there's a lot of uncertainty floating around so whom do the uh, whom do we discuss these problems with right and what is the solution we cannot discuss this with our friends and family because maybe they are not in that situation they, they cannot understand that and at the same time it is not that big a problem that we go to a psychologist and discuss this with so we we want power to become a platform which can address all of these issues smaller issues that pop up as we navigate through life yeah. and and angle then made an interesting point around verticalization of youtube and or unbundling of youtube and as he mentioned that a lot of different categories have unbundled whether it is education entertainment whether you look at you know likes of netflix etc or spotify all of these are examples of unbundling of youtube and verticalization so how do you think this verticalization is going to help build power Sure, but a very interesting point. Like, given why do we need to unbundle YouTube? I mean, like YouTube has been there for a long time now, and it in in fact covered a lot of categories which can practically exist. 
so that is the beauty and that is the opportunity that we see so with the help of youtube what has enabled in the society is now everybody who has a problem they first go to youtube figure out find out their solutions have a first touch with the problem itself but the the problem that comes along is given it's a ugc platform the solution which is provided on youtube may not suffice their needs so that is where we come into picture that anybody who has a probably want to become a go to platform for them instead of finding solutions on youtube they can come on to pawan because the promise that we provide that it's a expert led problem platform the solutions that you will find have been tried and tested and is backed by seasoned professionals and not somebody who is just there to get some views and make money so this is we believe that unbundling point in time becomes super critical because youtube as a platform has now exploded it has become the first touch point for a lot of people when now making a more sophisticated problems dedicated to the needs of the people is is an important step yeah no that makes a lot of sense so so who do you think is your tg and why do you think that they will relate to the content that your platform is serving so ashi the kind of solution that we are giving or the kind of problem that we want to solve i think it is applicable for people across ages and cultural backgrounds right the moment you reach a point in your life where you the problems your problem become your own and there's nobody else looking out for you or maybe in a position to solve those problem i think our platform will become valid for everybody who falls in that category right but right now because we are building a business so we need to have a more focused approach so we're building the platform right now specifically for people in the age group of 21 to 35 who mostly live in the top 100 150 cities in india the reason for that is that we believe that this is the age group when people start living a life of their own and the volatility in life starts creeping in right amidst work relationships family career jobs smaller lifestyle problems start appearing which if not addressed at the right time can lead to more adverse result right the reason of them choosing us is because a we understand that one size fits all will not work every person is different and their problems are very different so taking a very platform approach which is driven by experts will help us have enough and more volume in terms of the solutions that are available and also the topics that we can cover as a platform so that pawan becomes very personalized and customized for the needs of the users one user can have very smaller problems related to self improvement and we have enough and more creators who can tackle that right and then we can have another creator who is expert at parenting who can help you solve issues that you face with your child or maybe there are another experts who can help you solve issues related to relationship so it becomes more contextual for the user which is not there on a generic horizontal platform like youtube b because we are taking the ancient wisdom but one thing we are very particular about we con- we question it in the modern context right because we as a society we have changed in the last hundred few hundreds of years right so we need to understand that we don't have to rely purely on the words but what we want to focus on is the real essence behind the wisdom or the knowledge that has been written in our scriptures or has been there in our lifestyle and question that in the modern context how it can help us for our modern problems and in the modern setup right and then create frameworks out of it and give it to people so that scientific approach that relevancy or modernity is something which is 
there in our solution which makes it very appealing or which will make it very appealing for people who are treating pavan as a platform to solve their lifestyle issues yeah great great so so if you look at the entire space you know it is a common refrain that this space even though it looks sizable people think that it is hard to build when you are trying to build a business and even harder to monetize so do you guys actually agree with this and at what stage of business do you think it will be sensible to start monetizing Ashish, that's an interesting question. We've been asked this question a lot of times, right? And we have a very different take at this. So we are very positive on monetization. Monetization has always been a focus for us. We've done a lot of experiments in the business just to test it out, right? And we honestly don't think that monetization would be a challenge. Our take on India as a society is it's a very value-driven society. People are happy paying money the moment they realize there's some value. Uh, in it and this value should not be a forced value it should be an inherent genuine value that people see in the product and uh, one thing right now is that people treat these smaller lifestyle these lifestyle issues have not maybe become something which is which forces them to pay if say if you're facing a big if you have a big say a disease or if you have a big problem you don't mind spending lakhs and lakhs rupees in say hospitals and in doctor consultations right the only thing that needs to change is that the perception that even the smaller lifestyle issues are important and worth solving for is i think that mindset is very important and it is changing it is happening with time especially for people in tier 1 tier 2 cities younger people they have started acknowledging this there was a who report which says that one in seven one in every seven indian will have mental health problems the enrollments in psychology departments in du has increased almost 100% after covid so people have started realizing that these smaller issues can impact your life and it is worth solving at the right time the second thing is that the larger question for us is when should we start monetization so right now the focus for the business is to create that value and to test it out on a big enough user base that yes am i creating enough value for significantly large number of people in india once we have more conviction around that i think go very heavy on monetization some of the monetization revenues would be say pay per view courses or one on one consultations or slightly larger programs and then since this is a very large space and it kind of impacts everyone it is not about that this knowledge that you guys are extracting and contextualizing in the modern world it doesn't stop at india you know it is the problems are universal problems so what is your long term roadmap do you think that these things can be extended beyond india um, and if yes then which will be the immediate uh, markets or societies which can relate to this okay so ashish i think that's a very interesting questions and one thing that we are partic- very particular about is that we are building power not just for india but for the world and we strongly believe that the solutions are are sustainable have a long lasting result and the bhartiya way of life the real essence of the bhartiya way of life is i think one of the best ways to live life and we can see enough and more data that the west has already started adopting this be it in terms of yoga meditation intermittent fasting sattvic food minimal living as sankalp said right and all of these practices have originated in india and are at the core of who we are right plus there's another perception that we want to tackle so if you see closely there's an increasing trend that our practices go to the west gets repackaged comes back and then we start adopting it means yoga became yoga dhyan became meditation and the list goes on right i um, mean we want to change this perception and lead from the front 
and it is now time that we become more comfortable in our skin and proudly embrace what has always been ours right so we definitely want to build this platform from india using the wisdom of india but for the world so that's for sure the second thing is in terms of our aspirations we we want to make power and big enough we want to maybe impact the lives of 100 200 million people in the next 4 5 years 6 years uh, we want the platform to be relevant for all age groups for problems throughout the spectrum in terms of the severity if you have trouble sleeping pawan can help if you if work gets overwhelming pawan can help if you want to focus on health we have programs for that as well if you want to know how to choose your best career i think we can help you with that as well so and if you want to dive deeper into all of this we will have a lot of one on one consultation with experts or life coaches or you can enroll for our longer experiential programs in our offline centers so that's that's i think that's the vision for the company that we want to be omnipresent we want to impact if we think that we can add value in your workspace then we'll have a b2b angle to the business right if we think we can have add value to your personal life we will definitely do this via the pawan app so i think that that's largely what the vision for the business in is and how we look at pawan on a longer horizon yeah so you make an interesting point around you know before haldi ka doodh goes to west gets rebranded as you know term turmeric mocha or whatever and yes. comes back to india and people really start adopting it it is better that you start consuming haldi ka doodh correct so there is no reason for us to reach a point that the west has reached in their in their life cycle of a society and then come back to things which we already know are good and can help you solve all the problems before i think can tackle them beforehand so how do you define although nitin has touched upon this briefly but how do you define scale for pawan and where do you see it in 2030 so ashish uh, for us scale the first thing that we need to tackle essentially is the online presence given that we have to reach everyone and that's the fastest and the easiest way and given all the solutions especially post covid have even the solutions that required a physical presence have been converted into digital experiences thereby expanding the reach making it easily accessible to everyone so we believe that by 2030 we at least have to be at a scale of around 150 to 200 million may use purely in terms of numbers in terms of experience we also believe that in addition to the online presence we also have to be present physically because despite having all these experiences or being able to interact with these online the physical experience still needs to be there because uh, we believe that a lot of it actually comes in terms of community now again given the world we are in given the technological advancements that, that are happening with ar and vr coming in picture we might have a very different picture of what we mean by a physical presence or having a community together but essentially the core of the experience needs to be integrated and that is what we see not just in india but we want that connection to be across the globe because as you know we discussed earlier also this information this knowledge that we want to present to people is universal and it is for the benefit of the entire society not just for individuals so that is how we look at it and even in terms of the experiences it as nitin was just saying that it does not need to be limited to just one particular problem or only to problems so to say even if you do not have any problems and you just want to keep a general well being up you want to keep your mindset positive you're free to do that on a regular basis where you have 
Pavan as a companion with you. Be it say, you know, if you want to go for a walk, we have guides that help you do that. Be it uh, through running shoes, if you want to meditate, you have devices, maybe uh, physical devices that help you do that. You have a earpod with a personalized companion guiding you through that meditative process for you. So this is the vision that we have in terms of complete integration in the online and offline worlds. No, that's that's very ambitious and congratulations. So, Mohit, last question for each one of you. So, you are doing a lot of research. You are going to you know lot of institutes in trying to identify the right people who can generate the type of you know expert advice that is required on the platform. So, how do you do that, and what has your experience been so far? Great question. Actually, this is a very tricky problem when we say that we are an expert-led problem. So the first filters that you can always have is degrees, but then this is also not something which is taught in the school as a as a course. So the the process that we do is that we have an in-house team which vets each and every expert that comes onto the platform. And when I say vetting, they just not need to tell me hundred strokes of Gita. they have to be so they have to have that great depth of understanding that what the slope means in the present world so this is the level of detailing that we work out with experts so and that is where we believe the number of experts onto the platform will always be a handful but they would be very in depth when it comes to the knowledge of the scriptures their application and how can that transforms in that the present world so one important thing that we are focusing right now is given we are in india people do have a soft corner when it comes to indian knowledge systems but that soft corner will not only get into business when it comes to business the key thing that we have to keep in mind is product uh, the problem solving effectiveness unless until people find those solutions effective unless until they are able to overcome their problems in some form the affinity or the stickiness of the problem will always remain in question so these are a few factors that we always keep in mind we keep in check whenever we talk to experts that how well they understand the Uh, meaning of the scriptures the indian values that they have and are they experienced enough in solving those problems and they have a lot of years when it under their belly when it comes to problem solving and the methodology that we track about the product effectiveness is a factor that we keep in mind yeah great no i understand it to contextualize to the modern context is not an easy problem and to find experts who can actually bridge this gap you know and put a modern context on top of you know whatever the text is saying that is super super critical so nitin in terms of marketing developing a large demand fund what are your efforts how are because you have you guys have a very defined tg to begin with you know 21 to 35 so how are you from purely marketing perspective trying to build strong hooks with your tg so from an acquisition standpoint the first thing that any brand does is a digital acquisition right focusing on paid acquisition via digital channel so that has already been happening in the company and because we've done that for so long so we know how to how to acquire users digitally how to optimize those channels so we've done that parallelly what we've done as a marketer one thing that we focus a lot on is how how do we build organic channels or acquisition channels that can get users in the system without spending money that is one and a 
can i can i increase the volume of user acquisition that every touch point that i open or every initiative that i open can help me acquire users in bulk so these are two focus areas for us in the company a building organic funnels like going very heavy on content seo in terms of acquiring users and maybe capturing them at different touch points so we are an app based business but how do we capture users or who showing this intent on a web platform right how do we do that going very aggressive on social media building a community around it giving them content giving them a flavor of the solution that we are offering on the app right so that's one channel the second channel is how can we tap into offline channels or maybe partnerships that can help us in acquiring users in bulk so a couple of ideas there are a using our creators to acquire users because a lot of people follow them on day to day basis so if we can use them to acquire users on the app is one thing that we are focusing on then the second thing is that we are doing a lot of b2b partnerships with brands as well as startups and corporates that if we can go to them and tell them and help their employees maybe improve some part of work life right so that is something that we are also focusing on so these are primarily apart from paid digital channels these are two things that uh, we are building a strong pipeline and and just mention that you know in his vision 200 million plus kind of a mau from your perspective where do you see that do you think that is a very audacious target or do you think that that is something that is achievable i think it is purely realistic and it is definitely achievable right and we have enough and more data already in the startup ecosystem of brands achieving this say for example sharechat last i checked sharechat plus moj combined have maus on north of 200 million and 50 million daus so i don't think it is unachievable it is realistic and we can definitely achieve it given we are able to crack all the monetization avenues properly and as there's a quote in bhagavad gita ki aapki aapka man hi aapki maryada hai right so i think we strongly believe on that that we are what we think and i think as entrepreneurs we always have to aim at the stars and then only will be able to achieve the moon right so i think that's definitely we have to be very aggressive in our approach and how will things pan out in the future we don't know but i think what we are confident on is that we are prepared and i think we have those right skill sets and we we would be able to build those skills internally in the company which can help us achieve that but it is audacious but it's not unachievable we can definitely achieve it so sankalp last question for you in terms of product like because your tg is the tg which is super sharp the, you know very very young tg and they they demand the best the simply the best so from a product perspective what are you doing to ensure that you know your tg actually interacts with the platform and finds it like super sleek and super usable and very contemporary rashish i think this is a very important piece of the experience especially because the things that we want to offer to our users is something that we want to go we want to make them go happy so for us a happy user is much more valuable than a returning user so what we need to understand essentially are various aspects of the solution that we're trying to build so one is the type of interaction uh, that the creator or the expert has with the user and breaking that down into usable interactive experiences so we're working to understand what are the methods that these experts deal with and what are the experiences and behaviors that we want to integrate with the user so as to be able to give a completely native experience and immersive experience to the user so that is one strong research that we constantly do with our experts the other thing is to 
be able to identify the touch points where users are actually facing issues in terms of either executing or generally in their life so that when we know that okay while i talk to someone that is the point when i actually you know face some issues or these are triggers that you know for my anger for example so i need to be able to monitor those and prepare the user into the life cycle where i am able to interact with them at the right touch points because that becomes very important and a lot of this information and the exercises based on reaffirmations on reiterations and reinforcements of behaviors so that becomes really important for us so these are the things that we are trying to integrate in our product extensively and of course this requires a lot of research understanding behaviors of people interacting with them and actually observing things that are happening around us so that's the objective and the approach that we're taking with our product Okay, great, great. So, th- so thanks, Uncle Mohit and Nitin, for your time today. It was really lovely talking to you as always. Hope our listeners enjoy this as well. Have a great twenty twenty three and keep building towards twenty thirty and beyond. Thank you for listening to that one idea, a podcast series produced by Waterbridge Ventures, recorded at our studio office in Bangalore. Waterbridge Ventures is a leading early stage VC fund in India. partnering with mission oriented founders building game changing businesses the fund invests up to 3 million dollars across seed to series a rounds with over 32 investments in 5 years waterbridge has backed leading companies like magic pen unacademy doubtnut chalo and city mall among many others with over 250 million dollars in assets under management waterbridge also runs india's leading seed investment program called fast forward The Fast Forward program invests up to $1 million in seed stage companies with a 7-day turnaround time to all founder pitches. Head to waterbridge.vc to learn more.